0: is the Next Trip Podcast with aviation insiders Doug and Drew. Together, with more than 40 years of industry experience, they are creating a network for other avgeeks and travel enthusiasts to obsess about all things aviation. All thoughts and opinions are their own. Good
1: day, everyone, and welcome to Boarding Pass 50, operating on November 9th, 2020. This is Doug. I'm here with my fellow avgeek, Drew. We hope this episode finds you safe, healthy, and in good spirits. Drew, we made it to 50. <sighs> Doug, I can't does it
2: seem like we've had 50 episodes?
1: Well, <laughs> well it's, it's 2020, <laughs> which seems like a decade. So it, it seems, seems like that. it seems like we've been doing this thing forever, it feels like. Yeah.
2: Yeah, you know, we st- I'm like thinking back to how we started and COVID didn't even exist, but it was all about the 737 and yeah. that was that filled all our episodes and I was like, "All right, what's going on with the 737 this week?" And then boom, COVID and we were like, all right, what's the COVID update this week? And it got worse and worse and worse. Yeah, And then we were talking about other stuff, but it was all related to COVID. Layoffs, yeah. aircraft retirements. What else do we have? Uh, Pro- well, down- so budget. it,
1: it start, started out Project Sunrise. And then we talked yeah, 737 we Max. And then we had the Ukrainian crash in Iran. Yeah. And it seemed like those were the big crises that that we would, or the big stories that we would deal with and we did our we did our decade predictions episode which the listeners yeah. asked us to do a redo because that pretty, was so much fun. because so much of what we predicted in the <laughs> decade prediction happened in 2020 we didn't we didn't realize that would be the case
3: yeah. But, yeah but you know
2: one big difference is do you remember when we first started we had these copious notes and we oh, had yeah. a lot of it was scripted. Yeah. And for the listeners, I, I don't know if you guys felt this like when we were talking, but a lot of it was scripted in the first two or three. And then finally, we were just like, let's just have some bullet points. I'm not I don't know what you're going to say. You don't know what I'm going to say. And we'll just talk. And that that has been a great format
1: for. us. Yeah. Well, and we would we would prepare a week ahead of time. We would mm-hmm. set up the notes a week ahead of time and we would do all Type this study. Yeah. And now it's like Sunday morning, we, we text each other and we're like, Hey, we finally have the, uh, have the setup ready for the episode. And all we yeah. need half an hour to look over it and we're good. <laughs> yeah. Well, for the decade episode, I think I showed you my notes and it was three
2: pages, yeah. bullet points on everything. And then you showed me yours and it was like the same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then then it finally changed when we decided to be more free free flow. Yeah. And then you showed me the notes, and they look like what I have now. Almost nothing on the page. These are my notes today. Zero. Yeah. All right, so Doug is holding up his hands, yeah. empty hands, no, no cheat sheet, so nothing written on his palm. So that's, you guys, that's our show. You know, as far as research, Doug, we read articles, we talk to each other through the week that's our research <laughs> Yeah, because exactly. a lot of stuff we just, we just know from just being in it constantly. Yeah.
1: Well, we also want to thank the listeners for sticking with us. I, I feel like we've gotten better as I listen back to us during the edits. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I'm almost embarrassed to go back and listen <laughs> to like the first five or 10 episodes. So th- thank you everyone who has stuck with us and, and all the new listeners who have hopped on as, as we've gone.
2: How many episodes did it take for you to be comfortable listening to your own voice on the radio? It was
1: pretty quick because I've done I've done other video stuff in my job. And so I've mm-hmm. I've gotten used to it. But I, I know hearing Marissa talk about it like when she has to do conference calls for work and then listen back to it. And mm-hmm. she always asks me, do <laughs> I really sound like that? <laughs> it's like, yes, that's what you sound like. You <laughs> hear you hear yourself differently than yeah. what you hear on video or on audio recordings
2: right it was a little jarring to hear my own voice i'm like i did not think that i sounded like that but then you get used to it yeah no it it doesn't take that long i think it makes us both better speakers because i think we realized early on we had the uhs and the ums and we really don't have that a lot anymore Mm -hmm. yeah so all right no Anyway, um, you were saying thanks to our listeners for uh, putting up with us as we uh, ironed out the kinks. A year later, fifty episodes later, I know some of you have listened to every episode, and uh, Doug and I both want you to know we thank you so much. You know, we we're talking about mostly really depressing stuff, but we always try to have some positive stuff, some AvGeek stuff, to raise the mood. It definitely raised our mood, right, Doug? Because we're through, yeah, got us through. It the got us through, yeah. So I'm hoping that we also helped you, the listeners, get through the crisis, you know, get a break from everything that's going on and just chill with us for a while. So thank you very much for um, staying with us. So, um you guys, this is a very special episode today. Not only our 50th, but we have uh, several of our guests, some of um they're actually our friends now. Uh, we'll have them on shortly and have some Geek fun talk with them. But before we get to that, we have some housekeeping items to cover. Doug, how was your week? Well,
1: first of all, it was sitting around waiting to see if and when we'll have a a result for the presidential election, and yeah. I, I know a lot of our international listeners were probably waiting for that as well. And Drew and I were hoping that we would have some sort of a result, one way or the other, before we recorded today, because otherwise it would be a much more awkward <laughs> awkward discussion or or a conversation. Yeah. I feel like, but. Yeah, it, it looks like we finally do have an answer. And
2: Yeah, big election. We have our first female vice president, which is huge. And then we might be back in the Paris Accord, Doug.
1: Yeah, which w- we've talked about this quite a bit just from the aviation angle about the carbon neutral and net, net zero by 2050. There's some talk that the US might rejoin the Paris Accord, which I know I think it was last week or two weeks ago, we were talking about that Boeing was the only US company who had agreed to some of the EU's new carbon neutral by 2050 timelines. Yeah. With, with the US talking about possibly rejoining, that might get some of the airlines and and some other people in the aviation industry on board with it. You and I were talking about this. The big thing is that if we're trying to get these corridors open around the world, these COVID corridors, if we yeah. want to call them that, the discussion about possibly getting into the Paris Accord could help with that as well, okay. because it's it's creating that discussion again between mm-hmm. the countries, and there isn't hopefully not a lot of friction. That that we can figure this out.
2: Yeah, exactly. I mean, once we have those networks back and those agreements and that conversation, it's like we don't have to agree with them on everything on the Paris Accord or everything with Ayada. But there are some things that we all want. the ho- The whole world wants travel to resume safely. Mm-hmm. So, I think just to throw an example out Doug if in if Iata can come out with a covid test that all the countries agree to when you board a flight in San Francisco going to Tokyo both Japan and the US accept the results so mm-hmm. you don't have to have a quarantine in a yeah. perfect world that is what we can do once we get a streamlined test yeah and then we can travel again you know without worrying and also you, you feel safer on the plane because you know everyone's had a test. It's not 100% because maybe someone's, maybe the test isn't 100% effective to find it, but at least you have that layer
1: of safety. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, well, moving on. So how was your week at the hub? At the hub. <laughs> at the hub. Um, it was great,
2: Doug. We have beautiful weather. It's in the 70s, calm, calm winds. You sent me this gif of a snowstorm, and you can't even see the grass or the house. Or And I'm like, come on, Doug. It's, it never gets you, that cold So here. You, you
1: told me it never gets that cold. I, I lived... 60 miles 70 miles north of you for five years and we got some really bad blizzards in philly some some really bad blizzards
2: yeah hopefully that's not an omen because um and you guys i live in dc um doug lives in the san francisco bay area so last year was a breeze and even for people up in newark we we had a very mild winter we only had two events where we de-iced yeah so that was 2.9 inches there have been years where we've gotten 30 inches and I think just you sending me that gif is an only totally did it
1: yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> well I told you I'm gonna I'm gonna save that message and I'll send it to you in January but no hopefully hopefully it's it's a good winner for you but no I can attest to the the weather that you had because I was in Philly for work this week it was beautiful yeah. it was in the, yeah, in the low, low 70s blue skies beautiful colors really really nice Unfortunately, yeah. I was stuck inside for most of it.
2: Yeah, 20, almost 24-7 with yeah. your work. You had yet another trip. Yeah. So um, for people that are listening and follow us on Twitter, Doug was able to regale us again right after triple a, a seven, the final 777 Delta flight, which was our last episode. The next week you were traveling again. Where were you going?
1: Yeah, uh, back to Philly for work again. So I ended up having five flights on the way out there. I flew through Minneapolis, and then on the way back, I flew through Detroit and Salt Lake. And I know we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, how much I love the new Salt Lake Airport. And I think we've also talked about how much I love Detroit. This is my first time mm. seeing them both on the same day, the hmm. one flight to the other. I still think Detroit is better. It's just it's than a bigger Salt it's, a, than Salt Lake. Yeah. The, I, airport, I still, the, the airport, the airport, okay. the terminal itself. I still think that Detroit is probably my favorite airport in the United States. Hands down. No way. Yeah.
2: That's crazy. I
1: have never been there, so we ha- we have to go. Yeah, we we absolutely we ha- yeah we have to get you there. And they're building a new club too. It's supposed mm-hmm. to open, uh, I think, in twenty twenty two.
2: Yeah, that's cool. How that train? It seems like it just it's inside the terminal. It is. Like, yeah, it's beautiful. To to yeah, it's
1: it's it's actually closed right now. Because of COVID, <laughs> I, I airflow or, or something.
2: Yeah, so I was, um, Doug sends me uh, every part of his trip. I, I enjoyed the club parts because I'm like, what are they serving at the clubs these days? And it was impressive to see Delta actually serves regular food. Yeah. And they had, you had a little salad, but it was in a plastic cup
1: where you can yeah, shake it. Up you, and- you shake it up. Yeah, you put the, the dressing in and, and shake it up. And then the sandwiches, the pre-wrapped sandwiches took this idea from you and i'd I'd get them to go now yeah i feel i feel really bad on the airplane because i'm sitting next to people who are probably in the club too and i break out the sandwich from the club and they want to give me this dirty
2: look yeah before i get in trouble though i I don't think there's anything against that
1: pre-covid they have apples that you can take pre-covid they always had signs that said food had to be consumed in the club because they didn't want you to bring it to go but i haven't yeah. seen those i haven't seen those signs yet and mm-hmm. i feel like if if i ever get called out for it i will mm-hmm. probably possibly rightfully justify it by the fact that there's no buy on board service anymore yeah. if you're in economy first class is very much pared down mm-hmm. comfort plus used to get, which is the more legroom seats on Delta used to get a nice snack basket with fresh fruit right. and granola bars, and and they don't do that yeah. anymore.
2: So, um, for the app geeks that are listening, so if you want to recreate a, a some sense of normalcy, if you have club membership or even if you don't, just bring a sandwich that you made at home but bring the plates that you um you didn't steal you got them at a collectible show <laughs> someplace, social, right?
1: with like a pan am plate
2: <laughs> yeah um bring your no 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 if you're flying delta find um a delta plate that you that you bought at a collectible show bring the delta plate delta cup and a tablecloth that you had from delta that you also bought at a collect- collectible show right yeah bring that on the plane and do your whole table setting you have your sandwich and it could almost be like a normal flight where they were serving you food.
1: Yeah, no, that's very true. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I I might Uh, might try and do that. Might try and do that next time, but all right, let's, let's move on. We've, we've (laughs) talked about that quite a bit. You guys might have noticed that our intro and our logo has changed this week. Don't worry, nothing has changed with the podcast. Aside from this episode, which has a different format, the format will remain the same as what it's been. We really do have a big announcement to make this week, though. And Drew and I are really excited about this as part of our 50th episode celebration. So, Drew, what what do we have?
2: Oh, yeah. So, Next Trip Podcast is expanding to uh, having a parent company, if you will. (laughs) And Doug and I... (laughs) (laughs) Doug and I chose to call it uh, Next Trip Network. Payroll is still zero, Doug, for you. (laughs) I know. Doug and I, as you may uh, already understand from listening to us, we got ideas falling out of our pockets. The podcast was our first idea. We love it. We think we're doing a good job. That's not going to, nothing's going to change there. But we started the network because... We're also thinking about organizing trips for you guys. So we have Northern Flights, May 8th, and you'll hear hear more about this as it gets closer, but we're flying to Alaska for 24-hour airplane spotting, and we're welcoming all of our listeners to come with us and have a good time. So we're, if that's successful, we'll do more of that. That'll be on the Next Trip Network. Uh, we're also thinking about promoting stuff that we like, like mm-hmm. 1-200 scale die-cast models of British Airways L-1011s. So I know that's kind of specific, but that's what I like, so that's what... I might promote. We also have links to our friends' websites and our friends' content. So, for example, Nate, who does YouTube videos, Nate in the Air, you can just go to nexttripnetwork.com, and there's a link for uh, his stuff. There's a link for all of our podcast episodes. And, you guys, if you want to comment on this show or any of the shows – you can comment specifically on that episode through nextstripnetwork.com, or if you something's on your mind and you want to let us know, just go there and you can put in a comment and then we'll respond to you.
1: Yeah, and we're, we're looking to grow this network. And, and the idea came from all of our friends who we've picked up along the way over the last year that we've, we've been doing the podcast. We've met up with them in different places, and, and we're just looking to expand this. And it's really cool to be able to interact with everyone. And Drew and I, we we just we love it, and mm-hmm. we we wish that we could do this full time. We, yeah. we really you, <laughs> but it for now because we can't do it full time. What we can do is is continue to grow this network of aviation enthusiasts and travel enthusiasts, geeks, whatever we want to call uh, all of all of our listeners and, and people. Check it out. We, as Drew said, we've got lots of ideas flowing, and so this is hopefully just the start, and and we'll see where it goes. Yeah. And speaking of that, Doug, if you're listening and you have a great idea or you have
2: something you want to promote or just let us know, just go to nexttripnetwork.com and just tell us what you think would be a good idea. We get a lot of good ideas from you guys.
1: Yeah. So thank you everyone. And please check out nexttripnetwork.com and look for some exciting things to come.
2: We keep saying this is your show about our podcast because we want to talk about what you want to hear.
1: Well, today we have some of our listeners with us. Not only are they our listeners, they become friends. And we even did an AvGeek spotting trip with them. We refer to them as our podcast AvVisors. (laughs) We bounce ideas off them for the show.
2: Yeah, so we have our buddy Nate of YouTube Theme. His show is in the air. Definitely go out and check it out. He does a lot of really good uh, trip reports. Um, He's been on the show twice. Nate partnered on us with an md80 farewell video that's on extra podcast uh, YouTube welcome Nate how you doing good thanks for having me back again guys I can't believe this is already my third time
0: but you know I'm always down for some good happy talk so let's go
2: well Doug it's like Saturday Night Live so once you're here the fifth time I think you get some kind of crown or some something like that
1: yeah we need a revenue stream before we can get some kind of a crown
2: uh, all right. It might be a t shirt, Nate.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that Nate. That <laughs> Nate that makes. Brandy- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that Brandy makes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Here's a free
1: t shirt that your wife made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Congrats. You made it five times.
4: Uh,
2: no, Actually, for the listeners, uh, Nate's girlfriend, or now wife, congratulations, wife, by yep. the way, Nate. Um, has made some t-shirts for us, so um, I'm actually wearing one now. So thank you, Brandy, if you're listening.
1: We also have Greg here, who probably should be on the payroll if we did have one. Greg came up with the idea for our new Solary Board logo. He put together a wide-body bracket game for Twitter, which we're going to talk about here in a little bit. And he set up a Next Trip podcast Slack account that we can help plan for future events. Welcome, Greg.
3: Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on here. Um, I have to give credit on the Solary Board the idea, was my wife's was a social media manager, but um, I did the the legwork on getting it all set up and, and making the graphics.
2: Yeah. So listeners, I don't know if you've seen our new logo, but uh, it looks awesome. And thanks to Greg and Carrie for uh, helping us come up with that. But I, I think you've got to explain that, Greg. What is a Solari board?
3: I didn't even know they were called this. So a Solari board is the the old departure boards that you would see in airports and train stations with the little split flap displays that, that, you know, roll over. And apparently the Soleri board comes after the Italian display manufacturer, Soleri, di Udine, I guess they were the first ones to do those. All right. Now
2: we also have our buddy Tyler. He goes by at T crook airways. He's on Twitter and Instagram. This guy is an artist. You guys, his airplane pictures are excellent. Go check him out. Lots of beautiful pictures of uh, Arizona sunsets with airplanes in them. Let's say Tyler is uh, one of our most judgmental listeners. And I mean that in the best way possible because we use what judgments he has and makes to make the show better. <laughs> All kidding aside, we love your honest feedback. Tyler, welcome.
4: Thanks. Good to be back. Uh, I'm just a fan and... Uh... Hopefully, we can keep you guys straight <laughs> right. yeah and, and, and it, soo-
1: it sounds like you've got a new microphone too so this is this is like a oh yes this is your uh, your redo from the ramp fest your episode. worst episode that you guys had <laughs> <laughs> we lost a lot of listeners after that one yeah Sorry you guys
2: <laughs> doug do you want to explain
3: that
1: <laughs> yeah tyler he, he had bought a, a webcam i think the microphone was like this tiny thing in the webcam and i tried to clean it up as as best i could but yeah, we we couldn't hear Tyler, unfortunately.
2: Yeah, one of our listeners from the ramp where I work, he, he's very judgmental too. He goes, so what was that? Was that guy sitting in the back of the room or something? You should have just never aired that episode. I was like, I know, I'm sorry, sorry.
1: <laughs> well, we're really excited to have all you guys here, and especially with this first thing that we're going to talk about. And this is the the game that we mentioned that Greg came up with. So he found this this poll and had the idea of voting and discussing about the best wide body airplanes of all time. So we put it out on Twitter. It was a huge draw. We got over 300 votes in each bracket and we are going to discuss it amongst ourselves right now. We're going to have this debate and then we're going to pit it against what the listeners thought.
2: Yeah, we'll see if we we think the same as uh, the listeners out there. Greg, do you want to get us going?
3: Let's, let's set up how we, how we did this. So we looked up all the wide body aircraft that I could find. There were 16, but one of the 16 was the CR 929. And we kind of discussed it and decided we didn't want to do planes that aren't out there yet. So we left the CR 929 off, which left us with 15 planes. So we threw a category for other in there. How we seated these planes was based on the number of airframes produced. Our first matchup is the Boeing 777 against all others, and I picked the 777. Same for me. I'll pick
0: the 777. 777.
4: I picked other for the AN-225.
0: Yeah, and I took the uh, 777, which the uh, voters went for 87.2%, so 777 moves on.
3: Our second matchup is the A340 versus the A350. I picked the 340 on that.
0: I'm going to go with the A350.
1: 350 for me. 340. Oh, my. <laughs> it's on you.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, I went with the 350. I think it's about the prettiest plane out there. And uh, the listeners did as well 68.5% 350.
3: Our next matchup was the 767 against the MD11. I picked
0: MD11.
1: MD11 for me, too. MD11. MD11.
0: Oh, see, I, and I took the seven sixty-seven, but I was outnumbered here. But <laughs> at this one we were watching very, very closely the whole way. The seven six ended up breaking out at the end, fifty-eight point six.
3: Uh, the next matchup is the seven eight seven against the A three B. I went seven eight seven. Seven
0: eight seven. Seven eight seven.
1: Seven eight seven.
0: Unanimous seven eight seven. Voters, it was sixty-nine point eight percent for the seven eight seven.
3: Our next matchup. This one is kind of unfair but it was the boeing 747 against the illusion 96 and i went
0: 747
2: let me think 747 747
0: 74 yeah that's a no brainer the queen of the skies easily went through it was 95.9%
1: yeah but right. some people voted for the illusion what's <laughs> what's going <laughs> yeah, on yeah
2: what was it 4.1% so we got some russians on here and that that is a beautiful plane i could see some people having an attraction to that absolutely yeah.
3: Our next matchup is the DC 10 versus the A310. I went DC 10. DC
1: 10. I had to think long and hard about this one, but I finally <laughs> decided DC 10.
0: <laughs> DC 10 for me. Yeah, DC 10, uh, the obvious choice there. Listeners, 83.4% for the DC 10.
3: Our next matchup is the A330 versus the Aleutian 86. I went A330. 330. 330. 330.
0: Yep, three thirty. Eighty-two point nine percent of the vote for the listeners went for the three thirty. So she moves on.
1: But you hate the three thirty, Nate?
0: Yeah, Nate.
1: You weren't What's one up? of the. You weren't one of the sixteen percent that voted for the IL eighty six.
0: And here's one of our fake avgeek geek arguments. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, this comes from Tyler. So thank you, Tyler. So whenever someone says something slightly off about anything, right? Any plane, any club, whatever. That person hates that thing. <laughs>
3: Yeah, it's my fault. Our our last matchup is the A300 uh, versus the L-1011. And this was the upset of the – one of the upsets of the first
0: round. I went with L-1011.
3: L1011, no confusion.
1: L1011 for sure. L1011
0: for me. Yeah, that's uh, L1011 as well. Voters, 78.4%. Pretty wide open there. The L1011 wins. All right, it's going to start getting real now. What are we? We're down to uh,
2: eight.
1: Down to eight. Um, we're in the quarter, quarterfinals.
3: Our first matchup in this round will be the 777 versus the A350. I went 777. <laughs> I'm going with the A350,
2: Greg.
0: Oh, wow. 777. <laughs> triple, triple 777 <laughs> for me. Yeah, and I went with the 777 as well. Sorry, Drew you're outnumbered here. And the listeners went uh, with the 777, 74.2% of the vote. So it, it moves on pretty easily. I I
1: want to ask you guys a question on on this, on the listeners. I thought it was going to be a lot closer, the 350 versus the 777.
2: That's because a lot of people haven't flown the A350 and neither have any of you guys.
3: The A350 is such a new airplane, not a lot of people have got a lot of experience. I'm laughing because we're
2: not supposed to share opinions right now, according to (laughs) the (laughs) title.
1: I just just asked a question. I'm not sharing opinions. (laughs) Should we share our opinions
2: at the end? Let's do that. How about if we go through it quickly?
1: All right. Sorry.
3: Next matchup is the 767 7 against the 787. 7. I went seven eight seven on this one.
0: Eighty-seven. Seven eight. Dreamliner. Seven eighty-seven here as well. The seven eighty-seven had seventy-five and a half percent. So she moved on easily.
3: Our next matchup is the seven four seven versus the DC ten. I think I went no, I went seven four seven on
2: that. I'm gonna go with forty-seven. That's a tough one though. DC 10.
4: 747.
1: Yeah, 747.
0: Oh,
3: come on,
1: guys. Una. Sorry,
3: sorry. I'm saving my
0: again. And the Queen of the Skies got 86.3%, so pretty easily. Sorry, Doug. Sad.
3: And in our last matchup for this round is the A330- Versus the
0: L-1011, and I went with the L-1011. L-10. L-1011. L-10. Yep, L-1011 uh, for myself as well. And the uh, listeners went 62.1 for the L-1011. Our next round is the final four. We've got
3: the 777 versus the 787. I went 777.
0: I'm going 877. 777. Triple seven. Yeah, I did the triple seven as well. Listeners, it was this one was pretty close. 54.7% said the triple seven.
3: And our other matchup in this round is the seven four versus the L1011. As much as I wanted to vote for the L-1011, I went with the
0: 7-4. I'm going to say the 10-11 on this. 7-4. 7-4. 7-4 here as well. 89% of the listeners sent the Queen of the Skies forward. Sorry, Drew. That's okay. I like, I like them both.
3: All right. So we get down to the finals. So now we have the 777 versus the 747. Seven. I went 7-4. Uh, seven, 47.
0: 777. 7-4. Seven, and, of course, I went with the 747 as well. She won with 73% of the vote. For the queen of the skies. All right. Should should we
1: talk about our opinions? But I have a question for you, Drew. When I said triple seven, you threw your hands up. Like you were surprised by that.
0: So we're going to
2: get to the airing of the grievances early, I guess, because (laughs) I have a lot of issues with your votes. All of y'all,
1: all All y'all, all (laughs) All 'all. y'all. Can I, can I justify that? just real fast
2: yeah how do you how does someone justify a triple seven over a 47 747
1: so the 747 is my favorite plane i love the 747 that said the triple seven i think is more groundbreaking than the 747 because because it is two engines the triple seven killed the md11 it killed the trijets it killed the 74 it killed the a340 And Boeing built this airplane when ETOPS was only 120 minutes, and they expected that this airplane would be revolutionary, and it was.
2: Okay, so that versus the 747, which revolutionized air travel going from a 707 to a 747 and basically doubling the capacity and increasing traffic all over the world. I don't know, Doug. This is a real fight. This ain't a fake fight. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what do you guys think? I, I think I think Doug is just being the contrarian here, just to. Just to you know, create discussion. He stirs the pot. Yeah, <laughs> heart, he loves the seven four more. I'm sure of it.
1: I do. Lo- I I do love the seven four more. And and that was the thing with this. We didn't we didn't say what's your favorite airplane. What do you love more? It was just what what's the best. And we didn't say what determines what's the best.
2: Now Tyler works for a carrier that doesn't fly the 47. So what experience do you have flying 47s? Is it when you're non roaming
4: I've never been on a seven four seven. Oh, interesting. I just love. I'm I'm a plane spotter. I'm, and so I love the look of the 7-4 more than I do triple seven. So if, if I could see one of the two was it coming to Phoenix or wherever I'm at, I would yeah. want to take the triple seven or the 747. That makes sense. not saying that the passenger experience is better. I don't know because I have never been on, but uh, for me, that's what I would want to see more.
3: Yeah. I, I struggled with that triple seven, seven four matchup myself because I'm a huge triple seven fan as far as, and I, I, I agree with Doug a little bit on how revolutionary the triple seven is and how versatile that airplane is. But just from an iconic aircraft and how it changed air travel, I I went with the seven four on that one. And the other thing I noticed as we went through this, obviously we're trijet fans because we tried to get all the trijets through as far as we could.
1: Were were there any results that stood out to any of you? Anything that surprised you? throughout all the rounds, things that you think may have or should have moved on that didn't, or scores. So large variations in, in scores that kind of surprised you.
4: I think having the DC-10 versus the 747 so early was unfair. I think that would have been my, my final if I could have chosen.
2: I, I think it was unfair to have the 747 in it, because just like Greg was saying, it's so iconic, and it's so, just like what Tyler said, You know, that's that plane stands out more than any plane when you're spotting. That you immediately identify it. So I think it's an unfair competition to even have that plane in it.
1: But if we if we had left it out, we would have gotten annihilated on no, social had, media.
2: We would we would have so we would have started off with a disclaimer that we did not include the Queen of the Skies because it is most
0: people's favorite aircraft. Yeah. No, that's, that's a good point. I, th- I thought the A380 might have gotten some more votes. I was surprised at how it just got hammered by the Dreamliner.
2: <laughs> yeah, it didn't even make it to the first. Yeah, but you but we pitted against the Dreamliner, which is, that's kind of rough.
3: Yeah, when I, when I set this thing up, I tried to come up with good ways to match these up. The first bracket I did, I just kind of randomized it, and it didn't come up with good matchups. So then I thought, well, let's see how many airplanes have been built. And I thought that would be a good good test because then you could get you could get a a matchup where you have a short run aircraft beat out something that's got thousands of airframes out there just because people like that short run aircraft
1: yeah like the l-1011 over the a330
3: right so you we're see so you've got 1400 almost 1500 a330 airframes out there and only 250 elements and yeah. the l-1011 kind of ran away
1: with that all right guys we need to end the wide body discussion because otherwise we're going to lose our listeners we could have talked about that for the entire show so let's move on to something that we're hoping will be less competitive but it might also (laughs) not Uh be knowing this group of people (laughs) so we're going to talk about how or see how passionate we are about liveries we're going to try and keep this to five minutes because, again, this could take the entire show.
2: Doug, we love our fake fights on the next trip, so let's have another fake fight. But let's be as honest as Tyler is about everything. So don't hold back and feel free to judge each other. And be nice or not. Greg, you first.
3: Okay, I, I narrowed this down to two for me. The first one is the Delta uh, widget, the old widget livery. That's by far my my favorite livery in a very, very close second for me is the British Airways Landor livery. One thing that I need to say about liveries and when the airlines change them, I think they should keep at least one aircraft in the old livery. So at least you have some historic connection of what the liveries looked like for an airline.
4: Yeah.
0: Like, like what American does with all of theirs. All right, Nate. Okay. <clears throat> I wrote down quite a few here, obviously, but I'll try to trim it down. I think my very favorite one is the all black air New Zealand. I think mm-hmm. that, just a gorgeous plane and so when we were in LAX I was really hoping you know I was tracking it and I was like oh the Dreamliner's coming for Air New Zealand I was like please be all black mm-hmm. that's okay I really like Iceland Air's uh the 757 the Aurora livery mm-hmm. of course I like Alaska's more to love I love that they combine the two companies
1: so now now we're just talking about special liveries. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's still a livery nonetheless but <laughs> if we're gonna talk non-specials I mean currently going right now I like Southwest quite a bit I think that really pops out of the sky a lot.
4: For mine, I, I'm with Greg as far as the Lando. I think that one is my favorite. When it come to Phoenix, it, I mean, it was the special at that time. It was. I never saw it when they flew it, but um, I thought it was very powerful looking. And then with that, the next one would be um, an airline called Pegas. Out of, I believe it's out of Russia. I've never seen it fly, but I saw it over a good year by my house. And its colors are really pretty. I think it a, has a, a Pegasus on the tail. It's, it's kind of a cool. And then I'm just a big fan of all special liveries, um, and I have a bucket list kind of like Nate, of ones like the All Blacks and the Orange Pride that I want to see.
1: Oh, it's me. Sorry, <laughs> um, from from a classic, if you can call it that, Northwest last livery that silver with the the red tail, the the shimmery silver. I think that looked really good. I really like that one. But from a current livery, Air Tahiti Nui by far is my favorite. The intricacies of that using some of the Polynesian tribal, almost like the tribal tattoo on the airplane with the blue and the red swoop and the flower on the tail. I I just think it looks awesome.
2: Yeah, that's a good one. So my my favorite with no confusion is the British Airways Landor livery. And three of us have mentioned that. And just to explain what that is, the Landor livery is what British Airways had before the current livery. And it was the one with the dark blue belly, Gray on the top, bright red stripe, which they call the speed mark, I believe. Mostly blue tail with a red stripe with the coat of arms on the tail. And you guys, that thing screamed Britain. So when (laughs) I used to spot it landing at SFO, there was no confusion. It just looks so regal. It's like the Queen's here. So I love that livery. And I I haven't confirmed this. Maybe you have, Doug. But one of the liveries that they did recently with the BA-100, I'm hoping they'll keep... The Landor one.
1: Some uh I I heard that they are keeping one. I don't remember which one it is. It's not that one. It's oh. I, yeah. I think it's it's the the Negus. Negus. Yeah, I, I think, think so. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: They did the land or the Landor that they did recently for the hundredth was it was on a seven four seven. And so now that they've retired all their seven four sevens, unless they repaint another airplane. Well no,
1: so Greg, Greg, what they're going to do is they're they're keeping one of the seven fours, they're preserving it. I, I'm not sure what uh, they're what it. they're doing with it, if it's a museum or or something. Uh and I think it's the Negus special. Yeah, I literary. think I heard
3: that too. Yeah, yeah. I think so but, too.
1: Drew, my my issue with the Landor is it looks like a state airplane.
2: Yeah, I like it. That, that's part of the reason why I like it. It has that
1: that starchy burning. okay yeah (laughs) i'm surprised you didn't mention china eastern though
2: is that really a paint job (laughs) just because you slap a bumper
1: sticker on it that's a paint job
2: i I don't know and then what is that uh scarecrow or that thing that looks like a bird strike on the on the tail on the the tail
1: (laughs) it looks like a bird strike it's a it's a bird (laughs)
2: <laughs> tyler <laughs> how do you feel about
1: that livery you know
4: i, I think subject. any any airline that uh is all white and it looks like they just have like j- gal is the same way to me and they look like it just decals on it. it it's kind of boring
1: all right let's go down to cruise speed now and we're going to talk about what some of our favorite aviation experiences were so drew let's start with ours go ahead
2: Yep. Mine will be quick because most of our listeners have already heard it. So this was um, a flight from London Gatwick to Colombo, Sri Lanka. When I was a kid, it was, uh, I believe it was 1979. Elton 11 TriStar, the plane stopped in Zurich. So fly over the Alps in the daytime, beautiful. And then from Zurich to Dubai, get off in Dubai in the middle of the night in hundred degree heat, get off the plane, get back on the plane on air stairs, Freaking awesome. And then Dubai to Colombo and arriving there in the dawn, with the sun rising, it was just amazing. That's my favorite aviation experience.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. So it's funny that Drew Drew was the one who wrote this and said, "Let's slow down to cruise speed," because mine was actually when I broke the speed of sound in uh, an Air Force airplane. Oh, wow. that's that's something that very few people have ever had the opportunity to do, and that, that was just something that was so cool to to be able to do.
2: Are you gonna tell us what kind of aircraft?
1: I can't. No, unfortunately. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. It's a tease. I know, but it was, it was awesome. All right, Greg.
3: Yeah. Um. So, so mine, I, I really struggled with this because I, I kind of narrowed it down to three things. And the thing that I think I wanted to say is my favorite aviation experience is borderline aviation. The top three are, I got to fly on a, a B-17 several years ago. In fact, I flew on 909, the one that uh, crashed, last year up in Connecticut. I got, oh, fly, wow. I got to fly on that B-17. Wow. Uh, the, other, the other thing was seeing the Concorde land in Lexington. They did a special trip into Lexington and then flew uh, back out from Lexington to JFK and then JFK to London. But I think my favorite aviation experience was getting to see a space shuttle launch. That was just absolutely incredible. I was about six miles from the launch pad and the ground shakes. Mm. Feet when that thing lifts off. So that, that's like I said, it's borderline aviation, but it's that's got to be one of my favorites.
1: So, Greg, I, I want to ask you about that because that's the one too. I don't know if you noticed that you could see it before you could hear it. Like you, you see it lift up, and it's probably 10 or 15 seconds of seeing it lifting away before you actually get that. That punch right gut. The yeah, yeah, the the vibration.
3: Yes. And the other thing that I found the most amazing about that that you don't see when you watch it on TV is how quickly it rolls over and is going at an angle. Because mm-hmm. when you TV it just looks like it's going straight up. Yeah. But, within just a few seconds of it lifting off it's rolled over and it's going at about a 45 degree angle.
2: See I, I didn't think you could see that roll with your naked eye. I think I thought that was just on TV where you could see that
3: far, that far. No, you can you really you really notice it when you're actually there because you see the, the smoke trail start off straight up and then it rolls over and goes off at an angle.
2: All right, well so there's a space shuttle close to where I work so you guys are all invited for a day trip if that's ever possible and we can sit and gaze at uh i think it's the challenge ch- ch- it's the discovery that's there it's
3: discovery
4: i've yep. been there all right tyler i think all of us have a bunch of them um, things that we could be saying and so i'm trying to think of mine I, probably mine was a couple years ago for my birthday i wanted to have my first experience with the late flat seats and so my sister is a gate agent took the same airlines to me we flew to Miami, we were going to go to Santiago, and we didn't get the Lay Flat, so we started looking at options, and we ended up going Miami to San Francisco to connect to New York on the Lay Flat, the 21T, <laughs> and then New York back to LA on the a, a Lay Flat again, so getting that experience was, it's such a different experience, everyone that's flown that knows that the Lay Flat is not even comparable, it's, the problem with doing it is now you, everyone becomes a Lay Flat snob, it's all you ever want.
0: Nate? Yeah. So similar to Drew, I've, I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but I got to be a part of the inaugural flight on the A220, February of 2019, when Delta launched the A220. And mm-hmm. we flew up to New York just so we could get on, uh, on that flight from LaGuardia down to, to DFW. That was that was pretty pretty dang cool. We got
2: <laughs> Nate, you're
0: going to have to tell the listeners the lead up
2: to that flight where you almost missed it. Can oh. you... <laughs> Do you not want to talk about it? Is it too painful?
0: (laughs) Well, yeah. Well, we just we went to bed the night before and set alarms and whatever. But I don't know if we slept through our alarms on our cell phones or what we did. But Brandy and I woke up in utter panic. I don't. I don't remember how long we had. We had to get all the way from Brooklyn. Uh, no, not Brooklyn. Sorry. We were down by uh, uh, Times Square and had to get all the way to LaGuardia. I don't even remember what the time was, but we were going to be late. So when our <laughs> driver picked us up, we just said, we needed to be at the airport an hour ago. So pedal to the metal and he just booked it. <laughs> <laughs> we got the right guy for the job and we were like running onto the plane.
2: And weren't you throwing stuff into your suitcase and you just kept the same clothes on or are you just hightailed it out of the hotel room? Or?
0: Yeah, we were, I mean, we were throwing stuff for sure, but no, I had, <laughs> I had, I had different clothes to wear for sure. But it was, I was so so freaked out because the whole point of the trip was to be on that plane. If we didn't get on it, I was going to be heartbroken.
2: <laughs> Sorry, Nate. I had to have you speak about that because that sounded so exciting.
1: Well, and and, and you could you could not have been in a better city in the world to get a driver and say go. We have to get there now because if you, if you had been in I don't know Cincinnati or something, then you would have had a, a nice midwestern leisurely drive to the airport.
0: Yeah, he he totally understood. We said, like, we should already be there. So we really got to go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so we'll go what? back to Tyler real quick. So, Tyler, so you got the live flat seats. And did that ruin non-revving an economy for you for the rest of your life? Or how did that,
3: how did that <laughs> change that? Not for the you? rest
4: of my life. After we hit L.A., we hit uh, from JFK to L.A. And then we flew back to Phoenix on another 21 but we were in the middle seat in the back and that hour was the longest hour of my life it felt like after (laughs) having to lay flat for two fights in a row and then being stuck in the middle seat
2: yeah so that was robbie so 26 years together and he's flown in economy once internationally (laughs) and it was. It was a 757 from London to Dulles. And we just had to get home. I'm like, I'm sorry, but we got to get home. I got to work. So he's moaning and groaning the whole flight. But, you know, to be honest, guys, it was not that bad. It was not bad on the 57. I I was dreading it, but it was okay. All right, guys, that was fun. Now, uh, let's get real, everyone. Tell us what you, as listeners, love about the show and what you do not love as much.
1: Tyler, you can go first and please don't hold back. We'll we'll remind you of some (laughs) of your concerns
4: if you want. Things I love about the show, I think you guys cover a lot of good stuff and it's not so focused on any one thing. I know uh, probably about a month ago, I should have listened to the show again before we talked, but uh, I remember thinking, that's wrong, that's wrong. (laughs) Um, And maybe it was just my opinion. That's every episode. That's uh, some episodes, yeah. Uh, (laughs) You you had just kind of started talking about the Anchorage trip, And in the episode, you talked about how you weren't really a fan of cargo planes because they didn't have people on them. And they were thinking, you're going to go to Anchorage where it's 95% cargo. (laughs) That's going to be a terrible (sighs) sit with you guys and watch planes if you don't like any of them. No, so. we'll,
1: we'll just be waiting for the Alaska 737s to be landing.
4: They come in yeah. about every hour, so.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but then then we had to do a whole show about cargo because I, I think, Tyler, what we were saying is we don't know the cargo schedules. We're not familiar with their product as much. But that's that's something that we need to learn more about, you know. So um, we're doing that. Yeah. it's big part, part of the
4: the economy right now is cargo flights to cover the lack of uh, normal flights. So,
1: yeah, no, that's, that's that very true. All right, Greg, you're up.
3: One of the things I really like about this, this podcast is the the community that you guys are building from this and, you know, just involving the listeners um, as much as possible, you know, having us on the show to that end for, uh, for community members, we created a, Slack listener team for Next Trip Podcast. We've got an, an email set up for that. If you guys want to be part of that Slack listener team, you can send us an email to that, and then we can invite you into the Slack listener team. We'll have communities on there. I think there's a community on there right now for the um, Anchorage trip, mm-hmm. a spot for feedback on the, on the podcast.
2: That's a really good way to, to uh, show interest in our trip on May 8th to Alaska. We're calling it um, Northern Flights. 24 hours of uh, spotting. And uh, that's idea actually came from Tyler. So we're going to see a lot of cargo airplanes, which we love. So uh, we'll send you that information.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and beyond that too, it's a, it'll be a, a direct line of communication basically to Drew and myself, but also the network of people that we're building. And it'll be a really good place for people to go to discuss aviation and, and whatnot. But Greg, why, why don't you mention the uh, the email as well in case people aren't on twitter everyone if if you want to if you want access to this just send an email to this address that greg is going to say here in a second and then yeah. we'll get we'll get you in the
3: the, the email address is next trip slack at gmail.com
1: awesome so yeah if you guys want to be part of this send us an email we'd love to have you be part of the the network of aviation fans that we're trying to build here thank you greg for setting that up it's awesome all right nate last but not least Air your grievances.
0: I mean, for me, it's, I, I'm with Greg, the community that you're building here. Um, y'all make the AvGeek talk like super fun. It's Sometimes it's goofy, like we're joking around a lot. We have a lot of fun. The only grievance and air quotes I'd ever say is sometimes, you know, there, it's that fine line of having the show be not two hours long or three hours long. But you guys might be hitting on a topic that I'm way into And you guys stop because you need to move on to the next thing. And I'm like, no, 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 keep going. (laughs) Maybe that's what's cool about this Slack thing is like we as fans and listeners, we can reach out and say, well, that topic, what was going on with that? And then Doug, I'm sure, you know, we get into finances or whatever about the airlines. Doug could talk for days about that stuff or Drew wants to talk about a particular part on the wing or whatever of the airplane. He could just talk about it for hours. (laughs) The, yeah, the community exactly. part is super cool. Yeah, it, it makes it really
2: awesome. Yeah, and you got so having you as uh, advisors, so to speak, you'll let us know if we've gone too long on a topic or we didn't talk about something enough. What is concerning to me is so many of our listeners, including you guys, want to keep talking about Biscoff, and that's something that we're just not going to not listen to our listeners about because we're over it. Right, Doug?
1: Yeah, we are. And Justin <laughs> tweeted earlier today that he wants mind. us. he wants us to do a poll about biscoff i guess i who knows i I don't know maybe
3: we maybe we can we can create a biscoff
2: channel yeah (laughs) (laughs) so i I think we just turned this into doug and drew airing our grievances
0: (laughs) (laughs) I, i think we probably would have made it without talking about biscoff drew if you didn't just bring it up so that one's on you that one's all you yeah, there we go. Yeah, uh,
1: no, no, that's that's true. <laughs> All right, well, guys, thank you so much for joining us today. This was a lot of fun, and please keep the ideas and the feedback coming.
2: Yes, thank you for making our 50th episode special, everyone. You've become great friends, not only listeners, but great friends, and we look forward to doing
1: more Geek stuff with you. To our listeners, this podcast is your show, so follow us on Twitter at NextTripPodcast. Let us know what's on your mind, and we'll talk about it. You can also email us at nexttrip.podcast at gmail.com or leave us a review wherever you download your podcast.
2: Thanks to all of our listeners for your support and for joining the conversation. We'll see you next week. And in the meantime, stay aviation tough.
0: This has been the Next Trip Podcast. Visit nexttripnetwork.com for information about previous episodes, trip reviews, aviation photos, and other aviation-related content. This is your show, so search for The Next Trip on Twitter and let Doug and Drew know what you want to talk about. Not on Twitter? You can also email them at trip.podcast at gmail.com. Please consider leaving a review wherever you download your podcasts. It will help other listeners like you discover this show.
2: So after Tyler does his spiel, let's just spend like a minute and talk about that trip. Mm-hmm. Right, just say whatever you feel, you know, whether you liked it, what you didn't like. I mean, I didn't like that Tyler didn't even want us to take pee breaks between landings, so
1: I didn't like that part. Yeah, Tyler just <laughs> Tyler just jumped off. Yeah, he got Oh, shoot. Sorry,
2: Tyler. He walked.
1: <laughs> that happened last time too. You offended him <laughs> and he left. <laughs> Should we all just leave and then when he comes back in, no one's here and he's like, "Oh, what's going on, guys? Yeah. <laughs> did you set Did you set me up?"
2: if tyler doesn't come back someone's gonna have to play his part (laughs)
1: we get robbie to be tyler
0: (laughs) you guys suck suck. (laughs) taping
1: yep we've been the whole time at like
4: we were talking about tyler (laughs) while while he was gone so
3: oh tyler that'll be in the outtakes so just fyi